profit and right. i think people forget that like we don't go into businesses just so we can say we have a business we post our llc's you got a business bank account and you get on social media and you talk about it like it, we're not creating businesses for that we're creating businesses for profit mm -hmm. so you can profit put that money somewhere else like i tell people e-commerce is really just a vehicle i'm taking this money and i'm parking it in dividend paying stocks i'm parking it into other asset classes that can appreciate over time mm -hmm. because why would i why would i sit here and think that okay just because i have this one business that this is the only thing that's going to be able to generate me money you buy a building a building is going to be able to pay you more than your business maybe right but it's still something passive you get a property manager you put somebody else on top of it to take care of everything you passively making money and our goal is for freedom our goal is to have freedom and is, is to have opportunities mm -hmm. and i think people forget that you know there's other ways of doing things with this money there's other things you could do with this money than just taking it and then going buy gucci bags and right. louis shoes like why would you want a gucci purse when you don't have a thousand dollars to put in the gucci purse right it don't make sense and speaking of that freedom part too right so in the beginning with Snaggerag, mm -hmm. that was more so like you owning your own job. Exactly. Like you were still working, you you know, doing all these rounds, making all these trips to deliver the do-rags to where now I'm sure you have some automations behind to where, like, you really only got to pop in when you have to. Yeah. So, like, when did you start that automation in your, in your, in your brands and what was the best step that you made that kind of, like, allowed you to step into that automation phase to be able to give yourself some of that freedom? Man, I think the number one thing I could give any entrepreneur when you first, like, when your business is seeing some success, mm -hmm. the first thing you should be doing is hiring a virtual assistant. Mm -hmm. Like, you can, you can literally go to Fiverr, you can go to Upwork, and you can hire somebody from the Philippines, pay them, like, 4 or $5 an hour, and now have them be your customer service person. They can handle all emails. They can make sure that they handle all the DMs and all the comments that are coming on the page. Now, the reason this is important is because you're going to work, you're going to be, you're going to play every single role within that business. So you're, you're slowly trying to eliminate yourself from playing every single role, right. but you have to take it one step at a time. So I think when you get that virtual assistant, they handle customer service. That is probably one of the biggest portions that needs to be handled with care um, first. And when you handle that, then you start looking at other operations and other ways of automating that system. So, you know, we moved into fulfillment centers. Then we started getting social media managers. We started getting people to fulfill our orders. Like we, when we started doing all of these different things, I now eliminated myself from the business. Mm -hmm. And although I'm giving them a percentage or not even a percentage, but a, a, a chunk of the money that the business is making, I'm still profiting without me doing anything. And that's mm -hmm. probably one of the best things about e-commerce is that when you start this small business, whether it be a clothing brand, jewelry line, candle business, when you start seeing success from it, there's always a way to automate it. You can hire your little sister. You can hire your cousin. You can literally, I started from in the basement and in the trunk of my car. Right. So if I can start these ways, there's literally no reason that you can't start that way. But I think it's perception. Again, when we post these things on social media, we always think what somebody else is going to think of how we're running our business, when in reality, they probably broke. So why are you worried about what they're thinking of you? And if they're not paying you, then you, in reality, shouldn't even care what they think at all. And I love I love the the aspect of you mentioning, like, bringing the family back into it. And I'm, yeah. I'm going to get back to that, but I really wanted to touch on the piece of you, you know, talking about instead of always looking to increase your prices to make more profit, mm -hmm. look at the the bottom dollar and think how you can lower your expenses. Mm -hmm. I'm more interested in that because we just had this conversation a couple weeks ago with, you know, the power of having a budget. Yeah. And, you know, from the outside looking into it, it looked like you really had a, you started to have that success with your brands pretty quickly mm -hmm. and that momentum gained traction pretty quick as well. Yeah. And the faster you grow, sometimes, you know, for most business owners, we see their demise is the faster you're making money, the more money you start spending, right? Yeah, facts. So, 
outside of just keeping your your prices low with the manufacturers, I'm sure you had like an urge and an itch to like get a virtual assistant, now yeah. get in this domain and that domain and this expensive. Like, how did you make sure you weren't moving too fast for your business to where you were taking these massive steps backwards? Um, I would say I'm very analytical when it comes to money. Like, I'm always trying to look and see where every dollar is going. So, like right now, I have 17 people that work on my team, and I have an accounting team that sends me on the 13th, 14th, or the 15th of every month. Mm. They send me my profit and loss. They send me my balance sheets. Like, I'm okay. I'm very analytical when I'm looking at these things because I need to understand where the majority of my money is going and is it giving me a higher return on my money than putting it elsewhere and if it's not then I need to cut down on that expense and I need to put it somewhere else where it's going to give me a higher return and I think budgeting is is very very important I was always good with money even when I was working jobs like when I made my first 20 when I saved my first 25,000 I was still working a job and still doing my do-rag business but it's like I had $10,000 from just working from my job so people don't know how to manage their money I think we are so like we're so accustomed to watching Instagram, looking at somebody's story, somebody's out kicking it, buying bottles, so now I want to go buy bottles, when in reality, you really don't have it like that to buy the bottles. So I think right now, I think if you were trying to be anywhere, like if you're trying to get a little bit farther than where you are right now, ask yourself how much money is coming into my account and how much money is going out of my account. Because most people in reality, if we're being honest, 85% of people don't know how much money they're truly making. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, or how much money they're spending. They, they have no clue. And then when you tell somebody, okay, well, if I if I gave you $10,000 to go look at your last 60 days bank statements, I bet you you would find another $1,500 that would have been able to help you pay rent. Instead of you waiting two days before it's time to pay rent, you calling your auntie, you calling your mom, you calling your dad, you calling your sister, asking them if you can borrow it. Mm-hmm. And in reality, they don't want to give you the money because you never paid them back from the last time you, they gave you money. Right. And that's the problem. Right. You, you, you show trends that you're bad with money. Mm-hmm. So...